0: Will, this episode of TOEFOP is brought to you by ShipStation.
1: I'm glad that you know that, Charlie, because you had to lean so far away from your phone from which you're (laughs) reading this information that you are literally in another room of my house.
0: I'm going to use ShipStation to order myself some glasses. (laughs) I think you should, my friend, because the light is not great
1: in here. We are doing a little sort of mood lighting podcasting, but you need longer arms or glasses would be my suggestion. And now on with the show. (laughs)
0: And relax, this is Tofop, I'm Charlie Clawson I'm Will Anderson, what's with the moustache? Uh, I had a beard And then I was uh, Shaving the beard and I was like, you know what I've done a bit of a photoshop um, For Osher Ginsberg and I Our new upcoming podcast, Dad Pod, Pod, Coming soon, not sure when, I think it's next week um, and Reed Parker, much like
1: having a baby, the date that it's actually going to be delivered is a bit of a mystery. That's We've got right. a zone in which, in which the painful birth of this podcast will come out, but we can't lock down a date.
0: Uh, Reed Parker, I, I sent him a because uh, we had to come up with a, some artwork so I could put it on. Very disappointed he didn't call his kid Reed Parker
1: Junior. By the way.
0: Oh my God! Missed opportunity. That would have been thought. perfect.
1: And when the kid came out and it was like, (laughs) Danny, I think there's a ghost. You aren't afraid of no ghosts. (laughs)
0: Uh, I sent Reid a poster of the three men and a baby thing. It's actually, it was interesting because I sent him that poster and I was like, hey man, like we have to come up with some artwork quickly. I think this could be a funny thing. Can you all write Sorry, Steve Gutenberg, but could you erase Steve Gutenberg? Oh. Much and
1: like his career has been erased from popular <laughs> it entertainment. Is. It's like he was once the leading
0: man in that franchise, Steve Gutenberg. It's like the photo in Back to the Future where they get erased from existence. Like Gutenberg has just been erased from Is existence. there a chance that's what happened to Gutenberg? Has Gutenberg someone went back in time and stopped his parents because it from getting together. is
1: like he's been erased? <laughs> is there a chance a time traveller has gone back in time and slept with Steve Gutenberg's mum and he's never been uh, he's never been born? Well, I think the Simpsons
0: said it best when in the uh, when they did their uh, what's the the, the shriners? No, what are they called? The you know, uh,
1: I I do know exactly the what masons, you mean. Their the masons. They're spoof yeah. of the masons. Yeah,
0: and they had the line, "Who made Steve Gutenberg a star?" <laughs> We do, we do. do. Because there was a brief shining moment, Police Academy, Three Men and a Baby, Cocoon, where he was kind of like, he was the Paul Rudd. Of the 80s, would you say?
1: Absolutely, I would say that. That's a perfect analogy. He yeah. was likable. Inoffensive. He was in everything. Yeah. He was like one of those great people to have in a movie where there was heaps of other kind of more out there funny people that needed a bit of an anchor. Yeah. Steve he, Gutenberg was the anchor and Paul Rudd is the anchor. The stone He's cutters, the white the stone bread. Cutters, and, and which you,
0: stone, yeah, stone cutters. stone cutters. It, yeah.
1: Sorry, that was going to bother me for the entire <laughs> podcast.
0: where's Briggs when you need him he would have known that straight away he would have had a meme whipped up in two seconds flat yeah Steve Gutenberg is the white bread in which you put your tasty spicy sausage and tomato sauce yeah exactly you need the bread for the tasty sausage
1: yeah well otherwise you just have a tasty sausage and it's hard to handle (laughs) (laughs) unless it was cooked in an underwater barbecue which is a joke
0: from an ad we recorded for another podcast for another podcast (laughs) So if you want to get it, you've got to listen to everything we put out. That's That's if there
1: are Tofop completists who listen to philosophy, who listen to Fofop, who listen to uh, That's Awesome, who listen to two guys, Dad Pod. Oh, two. yeah, Dad Pod, not Dad, 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 Bod. Bod. Dad <laughs> Pod. I'm make but you are getting the pun. On. Well done. Yeah. Oh! oh! <laughs> I like the idea that there's somebody at home who's kind of got one of those end of a serial killer movie basements yeah. so it just has like Red between all the different episodes
0: uh yeah so when we when we erased steve gutenberg i sent it to reed i gave reed carte blanche i looked at ted danson's hair and yep. i was like that looks identical to osha's mm. hair so that seems like the obvious replacement yep. and i guess you can make me tom Selleck. and when uh, reed's artwork came back within seconds by the way like he's like Weirdly in, enough, I already had this one prepared. In a world where we're going to be run by deep fakes, Reed Parker is perfectly positioned to dominate. He's probably he's the only person deepfaken. who wants deep fake technology
1: to come in quicker.
0: Yeah, it opens up a whole new world for him. He can just deep fake his son's birth certificate. Yeah, he's like Reed Parker Junior. It's always been Reed Parker Junior. Do, I don't do, know do, what do, you are talking do, about. <laughs> Bring in a ghost. The afraid um but so he swapped my face for selic and and obviously osha's face for ted danson and so the first thing is that ted danson hair his hair perfectly matches osha to the point where you wouldn't even know that it was not his hair to
1: the point where if i was Os- osha's barber i would be looking at a picture of that and then styling osha's hair
0: like ted danson's hair <laughs> from now on which i think to be fair is not ted danson's hair like he's bald right was he always bald? Yeah, I seem to remember. I mean, born a bald, maybe, but I imagine he had hair at some stage. I think what he has is party at the front. No, what's where's the party? When you got hair at the front, the party's at the front, and well, if you have a mullet, you have. I've got the party at the front, and you have party at the back. So what is it if you have hair at the front and bald spot at the back? Well, you have
1: party at the party at the front, and then
0: no business at the front. Hang on, he's got business at the front, and then. Just a sad, depressed... <laughs> closed <it up. laughs>
1: He has party at the front and he has a closed down business at the back. Yeah, exactly. He has an abandoned, building. an abandoned office
0: at the back. Because I seem to remember watching uh, when Cheers did their last episode or an anniversary episode, maybe it's like 300s or something like that. And they did this behind, one hour behind the scenes special. And I remember as a kid, because I love Cheers, but being horrified, seeing Ted Danson getting ready... And Sam Malone, studly Sam Malone, Red Sox uh, baseballer Sam Malone, in the makeup chair, putting a spray can on his bald spot in the back of his head. But that also seems to me exactly what Sam Malone would have done.
1: You know what I mean? Ex, like you know, professional baseballer owns a bar, kind of caught up in the idea that he was always going to be useful and like was Sam Malone vain though? Was that a
0: defining characteristic of Sam Malone? Well i mean i'm not sure he was
1: cocky yeah but i think that if he was going bald he'd spray on some hair in fact he'd have a spray on hair endorsement almost
0: yeah yeah what was his story right sam malone was a star baseballer who then did his shoulder or something and then had to open the bar right but that was thing he could have been great but now he's sort of leading this band of misfits in in the Cheers bar is that right yeah i think so so does that mean he's a guy is he yeah he's vain and he was a Lothario.
1: He was known as a ladies' man. Ladies' and man. They, yeah, you're right. And, you know, that professional sports person, professional sports people hate losing their hair. Yeah. I think there's a real getting teased in the sort of dressing room sort of thing. But
0: well, isn't like, there an <laughs> AFL footballer who probably we shouldn't talk about? <laughs> because we know probably no people know knowing. <laughs> but if you bring up his bald spot or yeah. when he used to have a bald spot, because it's mysteriously gone now, yeah. he would get very, very he... sensitive.
1: He is a, I've always had it. I've always had hair and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that is the Mandela effect that you ever remember me having a ball patch. And if you bring it up, like I've seen grown men, like big, tall, you know, six foot six men cower at the idea that you would mention in front of this spe- specific AFL footballer that he was at some stage bald.
0: It's f- have you ever, because your brother's bald, right? Yes. So have you ever... Big
1: beard. He's got the classic... And is your dad bald? Yeah, well now. But right. like no, my brother went much younger than my dad did.
0: And will you go bald? I well,
1: at the rate not at, at the moment. At the moment, no. No, you've got a No, no, I've got airline. my hair grows. I get my hair cut every 2 weeks. Oh my god. Yeah, it grows at quite a <laughs> That's rapid rate. Like, But
0: did you like run over a gypsy or something (laughs) like that? Even cursed? That doesn't. This sounds like around the episode of Round the Twist. I'm pretty sure the kid whose hair didn't stop growing. Isn't this the peanut butter experiment or something? (laughs) Well, the thing about that is that
1: I have never been able to grow a beard. So top of my head, absolutely fantastic, not a fucking problem, will not stop growing. But bottom of my head like cannot grow I've never grown like what you would consider to be a proper beard Mm. like and for me to grow the moustache that you have right now like that to me would be a six
0: month project right for me to
1: finally get it to the point where it looked like that and then I have shaved like like you've done yeah I've shaved a moustache at some stage I have you and I look like I'm either flying jet planes in the war (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or never- I played cricket for Australia around the same era. That is exactly what my face looks like with a mustache.
0: Yeah, well, I, uh, I saw my face on Tom Selleck's body and then I was like, I had a bit of time, I was like, I'm going to just see what happens if I do the Magnum PI thing. And I shaved it and I quite like it. And I think maybe because I'm in that, I'm in sort of like dad category now. It's like, yeah. oh, I can probably get away with a Mo. I mean, it's. I'm oh, a dad, better get a mustache. Yeah, well, my dad had a mustache. My dad but, was a Mo guy. You know what? My dad had a mustache, and I'll have a mustache. And if I have a bloody son, that son's going to have a mustache. I mean, suffice <laughs> to say, Gemma is not a fan. Like, she keeps saying it's impossible <laughs> to take me seriously. Like, there's been a few times in the last week where I've been, you know, talking about something serious, and she just shakes her head and's like, I cannot take you seriously with that mustache. <laughs> so that's brave. Because,
1: like, you know, you've just had a child with this yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've just literally created a human life, you know, as a bond of your love and a result of your love. And your immediate first reaction is to stall yourself in a way that you can no longer be taken seriously by
0: her. Well, I feel like in a relationship... What would your Will, therapist say about <laughs> that? Uh, I think you need to constantly test boundaries. I think that... Do you? Well, I... Uh, I like styling my beard. I mean, my my facial hair constantly changes. For James Fosdyke, I'm sure it's a pain in his ass because depending on, you know, what month it is, I might have a beard, I might have stubble, I might be clean-shaven, but I've never really committed to a mode. But I kind of feel like... You don't want to just go moustache, clean-shaven, right? You want it to look... Here's the style guide. You want to look like Henry Cavill in... Um, Mission Impossible. Did you see his moustache? The one that did. he had to CGI out? Yeah. So what he really has is stubble. Or oh, here's another good example. Who's the actor from um, Watchmen and uh, Walking Dead? You know, he plays the comedian in The Watchmen. You know that actor? Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and he played, uh, he had the baseball bat Lucille. His name yeah. was...
0: Again, Keegan? Keegan. Keegan? Keegan? Yeah, yeah
1: Keegan? Kogan? Oh, no, Rogen. he's the TV guy. <laughs> he's on Joe two Rogen. TVs. Joe Rogan, the guy in The Walking Dead who had that podcast, always talked about all the Elkins. What eight. is
0: that goddamn actor's name? I, it's a three-barrel name. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Reeves. <laughs> uh, what is that frigging dude's name? I'll look it up. Yeah. But anyway, he rocks a good mow as well, and he does a similar thing to Henry Cavill, where it's like if you have a three-day growth and the mow on top, it kind of it takes the edge off the mow because of what it kind of looks like is well, kind of had a beard. But I just let the veranda grow a bit longer. You know what I mean? It feels like you're in a
1: bikey club, but you're like the least tough boy.
0: Like, well, I'm in the Blue Oyster Club. Yeah. The Police Academy (laughs) film. No,
1: no, it feels like you could be in Sons of Anarchy, but you'd be like one of the rival gang members who's just not. Weasley? Yeah, Weasley. (laughs) You're like a Weasley Sons of Anarchy character.
0: I mean, I'd sort of take that. I'm not. I'm not growing a. Have mustaches traditionally been tough guy? Because that's a thing. Mustaches, depending on the thickness and yes. the placement and the length, you can either be sort of like um, a dandy, or you can be like a biker. I mean, I you mean, can be it's Chopper Reed, or you can be Errol A versatile faci- piece of facial hair. And the, the entire spectrum of masculinity, right? Would you
1: argue that there is more versatility in the mustache?
0: Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, okay. I knew it was a three-barrel name. This actually sounds like a cinema. <laughs> <laughs> cinema chain. Did you go and see that, Jeffrey D. Morgan? But look um, in that photo here. You can see he actually has, is modelling the exact moustache that we're talking about. See? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what, that's similar, You know right? what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. If they needed someone to play his brother in something. <laughs>
1: his weasley, weasley brother. brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've often thought that, though, like. Whose Weasley if, brother could I play? because uh, you know you, as an actor you you do look like yeah. you often oh, get compared to certain people. Uh, Colin Farrell's another one I get I compared to and I'm yeah. always like, I wonder like if that happened like what the dynamic would I be like? the jockey version of or would I be the Weasley version of or, you know, the the disappointment because you've got okay. the movie you, star. You
1: name actors who you've been compared to and I'll tell you if, if you're in a movie, uh, like what you'd be playing for them.
0: Okay. Um, so uh, Justin Thoreau.
1: Oh, okay. So Justin Thoreau, Well, Okay. So, all right.
0: Yeah, okay. Um,
1: Justin Thoreau is the sort of uptight brother who stayed at home and worked in business. It's like a prodigal son. Right. And you're the kind of like. Party the, animal? The party animal <laughs> dropout brother who disappointed the family. But now your parents have died. It's some sort of like, your parents have died and you guys have to rebuild. Yeah, you know, kind of. He has the deal with the fact that you know he now has to have this new relationship with you and and you know that you have to be seen as equals even though you've gone in different
0: has paths a and, parent died we've come back yeah, a parent's to, died it's yeah. one of those small town dramas yeah, yeah, yeah. Where,
1: like a parent's died you've constantly been the disappointment of the family and now he has to reconcile his relationship with you you know through that process of grief
0: there's a secret there's yeah. a secret he's always thought I was the fuck up and my parents are always endlessly forgiving of me yeah. and they're always very hard on him they always yeah. drove him to be successful mm. and now that he's back he feels like here I am just to collect my money but yeah. he finds out a, a it, secret he
1: finds out that you were uh, you were molested by a priest <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like it is yeah. something like that you like there's well, if it was of...
0: if it was an Australian yeah. drama yeah. that's what it would be <laughs> Every Australian drama about someone returning to their small home is always someone got molested by someone. In fact, if you, in Australian cinema terms, if you get an invitation to go back home to your small town, don't do it. Because you're going to find out something horrible. Yeah.
1: Also, it turns out, according to the newspapers, in real life Australia, that's also what happened. So that might be why it comes up so often in stories.
0: All right, uh Colin Farrell. Okay.
1: So Colin Farrell, okay. We're now about the
0: same age. Yeah. So we could even be twins. like twins? Twins. Twins. Yeah. Oh, okay. A remake of twins. A remake
1: of twins, <laughs> but it's you and Colin Farrell. They're about two guys who are twins, but he's just slightly better looking than you. <laughs> yeah. And that's
0: constantly been a problem <laughs> in your life. But you have to follow you have to follow the plot of twins, which is like we'll yep. separate at birth. One was given all the advantages in the world, one was the scumbag. <laughs>
1: No, I actually think that you and Colin Farrell could be like a um I don't know. I, I actually feel it's a bit more like you're sort of your Ben Afflecky Boston oh, like you're some sort of hard crime. boiled crime family.
0: would it be an Irish thing? Or well, would he be an Irish, Australian? Ben,
1: no, Irish, of course. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, Irish or Irish, you came to Australia.
0: IRA kind of yeah. linked. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. We've come to buy weapons. Yeah, you've come to buy weapons. Why well, come to Australia? I've been going to have <laughs> to, to buy boomerangs. Yeah. The
1: IRA has decided. We don't have any guns. <laughs> Their new <So> weapons are <laughs> going to be boomerangs. And you guys have been sent to Australia to buy a bunch of boomerangs for the IRA. It's taken a twist. I admit, but I like this new direction. <laughs>
0: Um, Here's another actor that when he was younger... When I, because I saw a clip of Go- the Goonies the other day, when he was younger, he and I looked identical, and that's Sean Astin. Oh, when we were both about the same age, we looked very, very similar. But now he's much bigger. Like you've seen, are oh, you haven't watched Stranger Things, but he's quite portly now, Sean Astin. Think of Samwise Ganji, Okay, if he had a good couple of good couple of years. Well, this is good for you. Yeah.
1: Because in the Sean Astin film, you get to be the the good looking one. one. Yeah. yeah you're the, <laughs> he can be he's, the fuck up foil. He's, he's the comic foil, and you're the handsome lady man yeah all right yeah.
0: i like that contact aston's people <laughs> finally get in stranger things yeah. what's charlie what do you look for in a role i look for a role in which i'm not the ugly fucker yeah.
1: essentially is there someone
0: in it who needs a brother <laughs> hey i need uh, your advice tell me what okay. you should do so we mentioned last week that my dog has been sick junior oh, is uh, And what's the update slowly making a recovery oh, but he yeah. did have to spend four days uh in care last mm-hmm. week uh they don't know what's wrong with him. It's it, it's They've done a lot of tests. It, I think maybe, and I'm no doctor. <laughs> I think he might have had a stroke. That oh. is my vibe on it because there was an incident that sort of preceded all the things that have happened since in which he like started like barking. Like he, it was like he had a, a fit, yeah. started barking, his legs stopped working and then he started like having a, like a seizure. Um, but then he seemed to sort of fix him, write himself up, but then he got really worse. And, you know, we, as we talked about last week, vomiting and diarrhea and it's just, it's been horrible. And since he's been back, his personality hasn't been the same. Like he's seen one of the vets called me and cause they, they couldn't pinpoint what it was. They haven't swapped your dog, have they? No. no yeah, it's, just it's, so. it's, like, <laughs> it's like, I thought he had four legs, to be yeah. honest. It's like, I think he this does a can- not respond to Junior at all. <laughs> No, I think um, the, the, the the vets he was at, it's a, like a, one of those big vet places where there are lots of different vets looked at him. And so they'd ran all, they'd like ultrasound, x-rays, blood tests, everything. So there was nothing obvious. Yeah. And um, I could have sworn that they said that they don't think he had a stroke because whatever testing they do for that, do you know what they do to test for a stroke? Is there I some... have no idea what they do to test a dog for a stroke. Um, but then one of the vets came back to me because the problem was, Is he, first of all, like he couldn't stop throwing up and he couldn't stop shitting himself. Mm. Um, In fact, the night we recorded last week, I was on my way over here and I went to pick him up first. Got him from the vets, everything seemed good, carried him to the car, put him in the back seat, and there was explosive (laughs) diarrhea. Like it was a horror film. Like I have never seen anything quite like it. Like it just didn't stop, it was everywhere. And so then, like it was all over me, all over the car. I had to go back into the vet, like, covered in muck. And there was, like, people all in this vet, you know, waiting to pick up their animals. I'm carrying this dog in. We're both covered in filth. I had to get the vet back out. He was very embarrassed because he'd obviously just release this dog. Yeah, And then me and the vet have to go out to the car park with some towels and to try and clean up. In my head, I'm like, how quickly can I sell this car? Like, or insurance job. Do I just set it on fire and drive it off a cliff? <laughs> because... This is a horror show. Um, But the next day, I took it to... uh, Uh, We've
1: examined the wreckage of the car
0: (laughs) and we found that
1: uh, it it was both burnt and driven off the cliff, but uh, there's
0: still so much dog shit, which we just cannot explain. (laughs) In fact, we're just going to leave it at the bottom of the ocean. We're going to seal it in concrete. It's been under the ocean for a week and there's still so much dog shit. So... um, I took it to a car cleaners and they did a a remarkable job. I felt terrible. I said to the woman, "Look, this is not going to be a good job. So, just tell me what it's going to cost because I would rather pay top dollar for you to fucking fix this. I need an old priest and a young priest." And uh, they did. They managed to clean every every scrap of it up and it was. See, here's the thing:
1: like, absolutely, if you're in the car cleaning business, you don't want this job. You come to at work but you've got to assume that occasionally if you're in the business of professional I, I imagine with taxis and stuff like that yeah. you know, occasionally Can there's you like a mess it? in the back of a taxi or an Uber and stuff and they've got to take it to someone to clean
0: Yeah.
1: so what's I mean human shit is worse right well it's worse but probably more contained <laughs> there's, there's, like do you know what I mean like you're yeah, balancing yeah. two things human shit probably comes out mostly in the one spot Whereas, like you, the, the situation that you're you know, describing is more your sort of rumor pro heart that yes. artist who just used to like so throw pro-heart. stuff everywhere
0: pro fart yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what this was I mean poor bugger like he it was just it was just awful so anyway so he stayed in for a number of days and they did, ran a whole bunch of tests the issue was like he wasn't really eating and then you know he was losing fluids and stuff and so they put him but there's another issue with junior and it's only happened in the last six months or so where he's getting older and so he's sort of getting more arthritic and stuff and so he can't really touch his neck and he yelps and you know all this kind of stuff but it's really hard to give him any medication because he just won't open his mouth you can't go near it the minute you touch you know how you do that thing we pinch their gums he just freaks the fuck out and you streams. can't put in food or anything because he's won't not go eating. The, not eating or he knows that there's something in there yeah so anyway we just said to the vets look we've just had a baby we've already got one thing that's sort of shooting everywhere we just we, we, we'll just leave him with you and just call us when things improve if things improve and so slowly but surely like he started to improve and he sort of got back to a level where they were like okay um we think you can come get him so I came and picked him up but it, he's not the same like he's sort of the same but he's not and the vet said look the, from all the testing they've done the only thing that they've found is his liver um his liver is a little mottled which could be something but it could also be the fact that he turns 15 in a couple of weeks and so they said we could do a biopsy but let's just wait to see how he goes. so they sent me home with like all this medication and shit so for the last like five days it's just been this fucking um impossible ordeal where i'm trying to give him this medication that he needs but he won't eat And then if I can tempt him into eating something, then I quickly try and find a way to like slip some medication in. But then the minute he detects the medication, he won't eat it. So anyway, he seems to improve in the last 24 hours. Like we went for a big walk today, much more alert. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's just his age. He had a gastrointestinal thing. sick. Sick. You know, maybe there was a bit of a seizure. You know, who knows? But he seems to be on the way up. But now he's got this, it's a behavioral thing where... He will not eat anything. Well, he will eat food if we're eating it, but he won't eat it if I put it out for him. So I have bought him every cuisine under the sun, beef, pork, chicken, fish, whatever, vegetables, just trying to entice him. Yeah. But he won't eat it. If No matter how well I prepare, you know, if I put it in the plate, he avoids it. But if we sit down to eat our own dinner, he will sit at our feet and we can toss stuff down to him and he eats it. Okay. So it's become this thing now where I will go through this whole act of preparing his food and then sitting down on the couch oh, a Oh, do you spoon, have to do that first? Yeah, pretending like I'm eating oh, his food. Oh, you have to pretend
1: you eat his food. Is he fooled by this?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because I was going to say you could just prepare, like, I mean, you know, at the moment you know, even if you was just eating some chicken and rice or whatever, it'd be good to get like food into it. I mean, you could eat chicken and rice. Yeah. Like, you know, you could <laughs> yeah. just actually just start preparing meals that you could both well, eat. Well, I ate, I ate
0: pretty healthily. Yeah. So a lot of what I ate, yeah. it, he can eat. It's yeah. generally just meat and vegetables anyway. It's fine. But it's more, it's this weird thing where, and so Jim and I were talking about it. And I think I mentioned last week that when he first got sick that night, there was a couple of things going on. We are giving him this um, anti-inflammatory medication, which he needed, and he got an accidental overdose of that. Gemma and I both dosed him without realizing it, yep. which could have upset his tummy. And then I think I was giving him chicken that maybe had just gone off. So right. I think maybe in his mind... The sickness is associated with that, And with me. Oh, okay. Specifically with what I put in his bowl. Yeah, right. Because it's so weird. Like Oh, so he's like a king or something.
1: He needs to see Someone, you eat it first yeah. before
0: he will try
1: it. That's exactly
0: right. So this morning I was making <laughs> eggs for Jim and I was at yeah. the pan and so I was like frying up the eggs and I was just like tossing, you know, a yeah. little bit of scrambled egg on the floor and he's coming up and eating that. And then I took a big scoop out and popped it in his bowl and he went over sniffed it and then like reared back as if he detected something trying bad to, in it. Trying to
1: fucking poison me again. Yeah. Yeah. No, you come over here and <laughs> you eat out <over> of this bowl <laughs> yeah. and prove
0: to me that this isn't poison. So it's just this bizarre, so I have to now, like... Every time I feed him, because I'm trying to get him to feed him morning yeah. and night at the moment because I'm still him his medication. But it's this whole act where I will be like, mmm, you know, and like <laughs> heating up his like mints and sniffing yeah. it and then sitting on the couch and, mm, and then I'll offer it something. Here comes and, the aeroplane. Yeah, well, it's John... good practice. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh. That
1: That is literally something yeah, you're, you're right. going to have to be doing for your child. So that, I didn't think of that. You're right. It yeah. is good practice. Essentially, you are just getting used to the idea of getting someone to eat who doesn't, doesn't necessarily want to eat. Want to eat. Yeah. Um, is there, and you know, I mean, if he if it is psychological, and again, I don't know why we keep.
0: I well, the vet the vet flooded that. Yeah. One of the vets said it could be dementia.
1: Right. So, but say it's in the psychological realm, yeah. right? And again, I don't know why we need to keep pointing this out. Not a doctor, <laughs> not a vet. I think anyone is, if you're tuning in for the first time, you're like, well, these guys well, sound like we vets. are the
0: number one podcast amongst doctors yeah. and vets.
1: So I yeah, so I probably. Don't need to say it, but um what I will say is it's a if he got sick and at exactly the same time, like his whole domestic living situation has changed. You yes. guys you guys now have someone else that like for the last fifteen years it's been us. the attention has been you two and then him. He's yeah. the other part was of the, the family. Kid. He was the kid. And now there's this new situation, you know, he's living you know, he would have sensed build-up to it, he would have seen Jim. Like, I know it happened a couple of days, but, but like, it was very much yeah. in the moment and in the process. And the
0: chemicals changed, yeah. like he'd be smelling different things So not necessarily saying that it's
1: a result of that, but saying if he has also got sick at the exact same time that he's also going through all these other mm. things that he doesn't necessarily understand, his reaction may be to feel like, yeah, like, I don't know, like, you've got this new thing, are you, I mean, we're at anthropomorphizing now. But, but um, but, you know, I mean, I imagine it's a big life change. Yes. And and well, he's, it, might, it might be contributing to some of that. He's
0: being really, uh, un- seems to be unbothered by her. Like, does, has, doesn't respond or react. Maybe ignoring she exists. Yeah. And when's she leaving? I don't <laughs> When's know. she leaving and when can I eat from
1: my bowl again? Well, I think. You think know, if you want to feed someone on the floor in a bowl, how about fucking her and I'll sit at the table and eat your food? What are you doing? Breastfeeding, I want some um, of that. Get me up there. Let me up uh. No, 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 Junior, get down. You um, got two boobs. <laughs> One's for Junior. <laughs> and I don't He's mean speaking. Reed Parker Jr.
0: <laughs> I like that he speaks in the third person, like Rock. He calls himself Junior. Junior wants to eat, and Junior wants to eat now.
1: Finally, Junior <laughs> has come back yeah.
0: and he can't stop shooting um yeah it's 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 interesting like because you know there's a little part of you too that's like oh fuck man like you just feel awful and he's getting older and yeah. you know well, obviously he's closer to the end than he is to to being a puppy and you sort of have to recalibrate now well what are our expectations on him as a pet i know that sounds weird but it's like you know he was like you said he was our companion and you know anytime i'd head out there he he's the he's one of those dogs who we'd never really have on the lead because he's really obedient, sticks by us. You don't have to worry him. He's not aggressive. So anytime I leave the house, I just open the door, he comes with me, go down to the shops, jumps in the car, whatever. He's been my best friend for like 14 years. But now it's like, oh, he's kind of in retirement right now and he needs care. And because I was sort of getting, it it's funny, I was getting, you know, not morose, but like just sad and, and bummed out by it. And, you know, Jen was kind of saying to me, but he he has a really good life, and he's had a really good life. And you know, if the expectation now is that he just sleeps in a really comfortable bed and really comfortable couch, and then gets fed and, and eats floor scrambled eggs <laughs> and floor chicken, then, yeah, you know what? That's fine. That's pretty
1: good. You know what I mean? Like, there's but, a yeah. I, I mean, I would I, like I, that. <laughs> yeah, no, but I kind of agree with that. I don't think that I don't think there's anything about. I reckon it's like it's like at the start and at the end. Sometimes it's just about. Well, what, what needs to be done? Yes. Like, if he's only going to eat the scrambled eggs while I'm cooking the scrambled eggs off the floor, then you know what he eats for breakfast? Scrambled eggs off the floor. Well,
0: that was the exact... Because I was getting really frustrated by day three or four of having all this medication that I'm meant to be giving him and couldn't get him to take any of it. And I was like... I was getting really frustrated and angry at him and angry at myself. And then I was like, but hang on. If he doesn't want it, then maybe he doesn't want it. Like... You know, it's like when you watch a biopic where, you know, some free thinking maverick does it on their own and it's like, fuck it, I'm going to, you know, do it without any medication. I'm going to do it without this. And it's like, well, that's their choice. And you should like encourage someone to have autonomy. And so it's not like he So what you're
1: saying is uh, Junior is Steve Jobs.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, What I'm saying is he, he's not in distress. Yeah. He's choosing to live his life how he wants to because to try and get the medication into his mouth distresses him and freaks him out. And I don't want to do that. And I was was operating... Certainly in the short term,
1: like as in like while you're regaining the trust
0: and doing all those sort of things,
1: absolutely. The last thing you want to do is like every time he thinks of you to be thinking of you being the person who grabs his face and tries to jam something into his mouth. Like... (laughs) Wow,
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, a, that's a rule for all relationships. You never want to be known as that guy. I guess
1: when I say it out loud, <laughs> Junior is not unreasonable. <laughs> Again, I
0: might be projecting my own set of values onto Junior. Uh, I, mean, in distance, I mean, you never want to go back to your small town and find out that <laughs> Uncle Harry <laughs> held his mouth open and jammed something in his mouth. Yeah, you two reconcile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just getting to a point where it's like he's this is this is where he's at now, and you know maybe he'll have good days and bad days and stuff. But I think when my mum was ill, I remember talking to my therapist at the time about. I went down to visit her one uh, weekend, and I I had been out, and I'd come home late at night. I remember entering her apartment; it was all dark, and I could hear like this radio playing from her bedroom. And I walked past her bedroom and I saw her like asleep in bed and she had the radio playing and there was something just so like I found so sad, poignant but sad about this old lady in this dark apartment on her own listening to the radio on her own. And and so I was telling my therapist about it and I was like, you know, it's just so sad and, my mom, and she was like, did your mum tell you she's sad and I was like well no and she's like is she lonely I'm like no no she's got lots of visitors and she's gone so you just decided on this one image this one moment that this is the way things are she's gone you are over empathizing because it makes you feel like you are doing something that somehow you're involved in your mother's you know uh, treatment or whatever it is but that's actually not helpful because you are it's been fairly disrespectful to her and it's also crazy. Well, yeah, because your... you've
1: it almost robbed her of her own agency yeah. in that situation. To give you an example that is right on the money, I've had a very, very big day today, just a lot of work on today. And um, for the last about three or four days, I've had a twitchy eye, like just a little twitch in my eye, and it's not something in my eye. And I haven't been to the doctor, but I've, a couple of pharmacists were like, just like, this is a very common thing. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they gave me a few sort of like, this is probably what it is. I went home and Googled it. Every single article seemed to say the same thing, which is you, quite a common thing. You ran over a gypsy. <laughs> yeah, he ran over a gypsy. And uh, no, it's quite a common thing. It says um, uh, the three main causes, well, the four main causes because they've added a new one, but the three main causes are fatigue and I'm massively tired at the moment. I'm, I've got a lot of stuff on. Um, uh, caffeine uh, yeah. uh, all the fucking time and stress. And I've been under a really stressful time as well. So I was just like, chances are seeing there there's three main contributing factors and I tick all of those boxes. And then I found some more recent article that's like, and heaps of screen time. And I'm like, oh, great. I do that <laughs> a too. So my twitchy eye is never going away. But because I knew you were coming over and I had about an hour in between, I literally lay on that couch just there in the dark to rest my eye and i listened to trade radio <laughs> afl trade radio so if you had walked by you would have seen a man laying in the dark listening to the radio <laughs> in exactly the same fashion That's and so i was happy funny. and relaxed
0: Charlie. <laughs> so yeah i guess the point being it's like well he he's, he's today was a great day you yeah. know and he still gets cuddles on the couch and you know he's a happy dog in general but you are not going. To, I'm not going to. Sometimes I think I create extra rules in my life, like standards that I need to live up to, or standards that need to be lived up to. Like, and there's an invisible. I think that we all do judging panel, yeah. which is like, well, if you are going to be a good owner, responsible. Do you mean go- God, owner, God, yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck him and the bloody winged horse he rode in on. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's probably an element of that catholic guilt but it's just the idea of well there's a set way to do things and you know because i've been told that this is how i should treat my dog if i don't do it exactly that way i feel like i failed in some way or i am failing because i can't my dog's not eating so i'm failing it's a failure on my part somehow that this dog is not living his best life and it's like just that simple adjustment of being like no okay like you I'm not going to let him suffer no. or be in
1: pain. Love him. Love him. Look after him. Yeah. But don't feel like there's some, you know... It's not
0: helping him by punishing myself no. or wrecking my brain or getting stressed yeah. out by and, the fact that...
1: And reconciling also the fact that any time you buy a pet, yeah, chances are that, you know, the truth of it is, even though you don't want to acknowledge it when you've got a little puppy or whatever, that, yeah. you know, it, like, it's probably going to die in your lifetime. Yeah. And that... and. To be honest, that's the best case scenario because, you know, if you don't outlive your dog that you bought in your mid-20s, that's 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 more bad for you than it is for the dog, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't make it any e- easier to, mm. you know, see them in those later stages of their life, you know. Like we have had, you know, two cats die in the last, you know, kind of, you know, 24 months or, or so and and incredibly sad. You know, just really devastating to – you know, share your world with you know, something for you know fifteen years, and then and no longer have have that you know that thing as part of your world. I had a one this week, which I'll tell you about, but I'm gonna have a bathroom break.
0: Let's take a little break from the show. Well, to tell you about uh, this week's sponsor, Ship Station. Ship station can i ask you a question please ask me a question actually now that i see what the question is just pretend that this applies to you do you still sell stuff online
1: oh man do i sell stuff online i sell so much stuff online well that's
0: good because then you'd know what a pain the shipping process
1: is oh man consuming i would sell more stuff online if it wasn't so time consuming to ship the stuff out and it's expensive
0: oh so expensive and you're always copying and pasting orders from multiple oh sites. Oh
1: my God. Like, that is probably 90% of what I'm doing copying and
0: pasting. But trying to figure out the best carrier, man, that is such a hassle. And who needs hassles? I mean, I didn't even know you could compare carriers. <laughs> well, ShipStation was created to make your life easier. And guess what? Oh, it's now the number one e commerce solution. I mean, that is brilliant considering it was only created to make my life easier. <laughs> ShipStation works for us. ShipStation's how we get our uh, sticker packs out to our listeners. Uh, It makes it easy. It's a one-stop shop for all your mailing needs. I mean, look, this is not ShipStation's fault. We should have thought about international shipping fees before we uh, offered to give stickers to people in other places. But you know what? The way it gets them is really convenient. (laughs) Exactly. And it could be costing us a lot more.
1: And could be a lot more inconvenient to send those things out if it were not for ShipStation.
0: Whether you're selling on eBay, Amazon, Shopify, or over 100 other popular selling channels. I Ship...
1: sell on all of them.
0: 104 channels is what I sell on <laughs> ShipStation lets you access all of your orders from one simple dashboard. Oh, thank God. And guess what? ShipStation works with all the major shipping carriers locally, globally, including FedEx... UPS and all the local couriers like UPS, USPS? Yeah, USPS. USP, what's USPS? Yeah, US Postal Service. Oh, okay. Australian USPS. Service. I'm right. constantly th- sending I thought these. it was some kind of like rap posse, the yeah. USPS. Where the USPS? You <laughs> down with USPS? <laughs> Ship station recommend the best carrier based on your needs so you can know that you're always getting the best deal. They even offer discounts on shipping costs. A one man shop can access the same. Or one woman shop. Or one woman shop. A one, one person, person shop. shop. Can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. Get out. Well, it's no wonder that ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You ship more in less time at the best rates available. Okay, here's the bit you need to listen to right now, ToeFop listeners. Get to try ShipStation for free. Shut up. <laughs> no, you tell me. Sh- oh, you're being like, are oh, you? As in, like, that's yeah. a good thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm <laughs> disbelieving <laughs> right now. Oh, and it's not like stop Shut talking. Up. <laughs>
1: Oh, ah! Yeah, no, shut up!
0: Shut up! Shut up! Shut mate. your mouth! No, seriously! Shut, shut your mouth! Shut your face off. Uh, ShipStation, you can try it for free for sixty days when you use the offer code TOFOP. There's absolutely no risk. No, no risk. risk. That's T-O-F-O-P. Like the 60s man. It's bloody free love, but for mailing things, it's no like, risk. Yeah, no risk, my friend. Avoid the brown acid. Yeah. You can start your free trial without ever entering your credit card info. Just visit shipstation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in TOFOP. TOFOP. That's shipstation.com. Then enter the code TOFOP. Shipstation.com makes ship happen. Make ship happen. Okay.
1: I've had a pet emergency this week as well. Oh, really? Yes. And uh, it goes to your over-emotional attachment. Well, not over, but like, you know, feeling like you're over, uh, like, Invested. feeling like you're a failure. Oh, yeah. Feeling like you've. Like nothing makes you feel more helpless. Well, you've you've got a baby now, so I guess maybe that's probably going to supercede it. I'm failing sleeper, every night. But,
0: um, Swaddling is the hardest shit in the world. <laughs> wow, and 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 also everything that will happen for the next 18 years, yeah, exactly, and beyond. <laughs> I love you. How you? Yeah, 18 <laughs> years at minimum.
1: Well, because that was the rule in my house. Yeah, move 18 out when years when you're 18 my, parents, my parents' theory was always that you rate. In fact, my mum said it to me one day, and I, I absolutely loved it. She goes we wanted to be the sort of parents that you did not want to leave home until you were 18 years old. And once you turned 18, you wanted to leave home. <laughs> right. That was, I thought that was a pretty so good So that's way. when we
0: start walking around nude. Yeah. <laughs> having <laughs> sex in the kitchen.
1: Um, so I, um, last Wednesday night I've, I've done Gruen in Sydney and then, uh, Flown back late at night, so I have a big press day on Wednesdays. So it's it's a big long day. Starts at six. So I do my first interview, and I finish my last interview at six fifteen. And I have to do actually my radio show and a groan meeting in the middle of all that as well about the next week. So it's a, it's a fuck, and it's the day after taping. It's a big long, emotional day, mm-hmm. and so then I fly back. Um, I normally land in Melbourne about nine nine thirty, and my ideal thing would be to just go home, go to bed. You because know, I've got to get up at 4.30 the next morning. So that's my plan as mm-hmm. I get on the plane. But when I get off the plane, there are a lot of messages yeah. because it turns out the church, our cat, our kitten, who's only like what, 10 months old at this point, has disappeared Ah, uh. now. So I've had to then go home and emotions are pretty high at home and I have gone into full... Tommy Lee Jones in the fugitive mode. I am like... Searching know, every doghouse, outhouse if, you know, in the literally, area. Literally, that's what yeah. I am like. When, you know when you're looking in implausible places? Like, yeah. there's no way that... cat's cat-
0: name is church. <laughs> <laughs> Take a good look.
1: Uh, so, uh, I'm looking in cupboards that there's
0: no way that... Was there you any know, derailed trains? <laughs> Maybe she'd escaped... It was a three-legged cat. I swear it was a (laughs) three-legged cat.
1: Um, So I'm up on the roof. So this is the most likely scenario is that on the roof of um, my house, there's, you know, as you know, it's kind of like an open top roof area. And so there's places up there if she's got up on the roof where she could then get up onto the roof or onto other roofs or whatever and, you know, kind of get into some situation where she might be trapped or something. Yeah. But it's night time too. You know, it's dark now. So I'm doing it all with my like iPhone torch, which I don't know how to turn on or off. So I'm like having to tell Siri to turn my iPhone torch on and off as like I explore all these implausible places. And then about, oh, and I'm walking the neighborhood, like, you know, like literally doing that thing where I just walk around nearby houses just listening, hoping that I'll hear like a bell
0: or a meow. So the animal that is most notable for its silent movement... (laughs) Well,
1: she's got a bell, okay, and she's got quite a jingly bell, yeah, and um, and she like she'll meow if I call, right. so that's what I'm looking for this is situation. So I'm wearing what I would normally wear, so I have like black pants on and a black hoodie, <laughs> right? Okay, and uh, at the end of my street, like two houses over, they've just knocked down a house and they've built like well, they're in the process of building some apartment blocks, so there is a construction site, and I'm like, you know what? She might have gone over the construction site. She's been, like, you know, trapped in some area in this construction. So, I go over there trying to, like, see if she's in there. And I realise that the wire gate, they've just kind of, like, left it open. So, now I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to go in and have a look. So, now I'm literally walking around a half-complete... Well, I'm trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, I am definitely trespassing. 100%. <laughs> All dressed in black. All dressed in black in Port Melbourne, which is a notoriously crime riddle <laughs> suburb. And... um. I am going around every aspect of this like site. Also, thinking the whole time, I'm going, it would be really easy to steal stuff from this like site. <laughs> it's like just, the clothes just,
0: start seeping
1: into your brain. You, you're dressed
0: like a criminal. You I have just like
1: wandered criminal. in here, and all this stuff I can just like wheel away in this wheelbarrow that they've left here. <laughs> um, not in there. Can't can't find her. So I go back up on the roof, and now I am full Batman. Like I am literally just standing on the roof doing a bit of shaking the the biscuits and then listening so that's like for about 10 minutes i'm like just shaking the biscuits and then listening to see if i can yeah hear the meow and then like about 10 minutes in so it's about midnight at this stage right like i hear a meow and it's from like two neighbors over and there's no one in that house at the moment like it's a rental and there's no one in the rental at the moment And I definitely think it's coming from there. So, I try to go out. I try to, like, look over the fence. I can't. It's just inaccessible. From the roof, I can hear where the meow is. Right. But I cannot. So, I think that she's gone over on the roofs. She's jumped down in there. And then then there's just no way that she can get back up. Right? So, I go out into the street where the garage is, where the roller door of the garage is. And, like, I shake the cookies. And I hear her. And she comes over to the door. So, now it's just, like… Confirmed. Did you get eyes on her?
0: You have visuals?
1: Well, I had no visuals. Okay. But I have audios. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can and hear. And you
0: know the sound of her meow?
1: Yeah. I, it's definitely her. Absolutely okay. 100%. No doubt that it is her. Okay. So now I am like, I'm so Total cl- Gwen Stefani. I am no doubt. So close. Yeah, right? I'm just the girl. She's just the girl. <laughs> uh, so I am. You're like, don't speak. <laughs> I wish I knew a third Gwen Stefani <laughs> song but right. I don't I was like this shit is bananas <laughs> B-A-N-A-N-A-S <laughs> you uh, church it's my life <laughs> Oh well done <laughs>
0: uh, um, no, That's it <laughs> The
1: NRL grand final was on last night when we were recording this and uh, the rugby league uh, for people listening internationally uh, which is one of the football sports we play in Australia yeah. uh, the one that Charlie and I do not do a podcast about but I watched their grand final which was fantastic uh, but the the uh, pre-match entertainment was a band called One Republic. Do you know who One Republica? I
0: thought they were a clothing brand. <laughs> <laughs> they, yes. Their pre-match entertainment was a clothing brand. Yeah. They just came out. They modeled some clothing. They seem to really enjoy it. Why well, not? No. no I, I mean, I've heard of them. I have no idea yeah. what kind of band they are.
1: So they're, they're one. one of those bands that when they're being introduced and they mentioned how many records they've sold and how many streams they've had, they've had like three billion streams are they Australian? or something like that. No, no, no. Oh. They're American. And they've had like three billion streams or some ridiculous number like that, and you're like, "Wow, I did not realize." So they have one song that you would probably definitely recognize, not if I sing it, but it's like, "Lately <dragons Catholic music> <prechen league> <cole song> <spinach> I've been, I've been, I've been, <expedition>
0: nah. i be. yeah, It sounds a bit country or a yeah. bit funky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, they play at my gym. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about okay so um so yeah
1: so that's the counting stars maybe it's called or anyway whatever so that's their kind of big song they've got a couple other songs that you're like oh yeah maybe i've heard that song they've got a new song that you've definitely never heard that they obviously contractually said that they could play but then and this was like very smart the dude just is like and i'm gonna play this other song here's a song i wrote for beyonce and he'd written like one of like Beyonce's biggest, like hits. biggest hits and you were just like, ah, oh, oh, there you go. Well done. Good on you for being smart enough to realize we'd rather hear you sing that song you wrote for Beyonce <laughs> rather than one of your songs.
0: I wonder if that's like, I mean, I guess you wrote it. I mean,
1: but right. it it's not where wrote it.
0: You the rights, though you write it for Beyoncé. She's paid you to her song. Doesn't mean you can't sing it anymore. Prince could still sing. Nothing compares to you. Yeah, and what was that, Martika? one he wrote, right? Prince wrote, right? Um, "Love, they will be done." Love, they will be done. He didn't bust that one out quite as often. No. <laughs> Did he do "Nothing compares to you"? I actually went. And, oh, this is so weird. You should bring up Prince. I, um, uh, the with the the baby, we have an alter, alternating uh, roster at the moment, sort of. Gem feeds, I I nurse, and then we alternate napping. So I've been doing a lot of watching TV and a lot of YouTube videos, and I went on a prince down a prince rabbit hole, and I started at bat dance. I started at bat dance for some reason. I haven't heard bat dance in twenty years, and I was like, I I have memories of that song being terrible. Let's see if it is as bad as I remember. And turns out it is. (laughs) Like, what's interesting? Have you listened to this week's
1: the Weekly Planet? No. So they actually talk about. The idea... Oh, no, maybe it was last week's, Batman 1989. I haven't Oh, no, you know what? It's a Caravan car- of Garbage. Caravan of Garbage. They do Batman 1989, and they talk about the fact that the soundtrack is the only thing that doesn't
0: really it, hold it's, up. It's completely out of place in yeah. that film.
1: And they actually talk in the episode about the idea of, like, it'd be interesting to see that film with, like, a Hans Zimmer or a yeah, whatever... Yeah you know, kind of, you know, soundtrack with it. And I was like, yeah, that is actually you're absolutely right.
0: Well, you watch that, you watch the music video for Bat Dance and it is so clearly that Warner Brothers have gone, hey, look, we've got this rock star contracted. We've got this huge tentpole flick. Let's just squish them both together. And you watch it and it's like... Well, I couldn't even tell you the genre of song that Bat Dance fits into. Is it a dance song? Because there's a bit of rapping, there's a bit of, like, ele- electronica, but then there's some sort of funk guitars, and then it's completely shifts tone, and it becomes, like, this kind of, I don't know, Prince-type song. It's so fucking terrible. <laughs> it, is, it is so bad. It is so bad. But then, then I started just clicking on all of Prince's kind of, like, ma- music videos and hits, and it's like... This motherfucker, like, it's so talented. Like, does someone like that? Because you know Hannah Gadsby talked about in her special this whole thing of like separating. Oh, you need mental illness to be a genius or whatever. But you look at someone like him, and like, you like, he was so unique. And it seems like his talent was so closely associated, kind of like Lady Gaga. This kind of very extroverted, costumey, the way they present themselves. You feel like it's all intrinsically linked in. Like. There are certain performers like Alice Cooper or Marilyn Manson that I imagine if you went around to their place on a Tuesday night, you'd probably find them in tracksuit pants. You guys like Boggle? You want to play some (laughs) Boggle? But I feel like with Prince, like I've heard stories that you go around, you you know, uh, there's some comedian told a great story about uh, Prince called his security team at like three in the morning and said, there's someone in my walls. And they're like, Prince, there's no one on your walls. It was like, there's some of my walls come around now. So they have to go around to Paisley Palace like three in the morning. Prince answered the door. He's wearing... think it's Paisley Park. Oh, Paisley Park. He might
1: have upgraded <laughs> it to Paisley Palace. His other residence, Paisley
0: Palace. Prince answers the door and he's dressed head to toe in white silk, like his hair's in a big wrap and he's wearing like three inch heels. Like yeah. it's three in the morning. Yeah. You know, he doesn't like... If it was me being a t-shirt yeah. and like tracksuit yeah. pants. Yeah. They find someone yeah. in his walls, apparently some crazy fan... <laughs> Like they, I told you they couldn't believe it that's there's exactly what he said I, I told you motherfuckers there's someone in my wall <laughs> <laughs> but you think about someone like that <laughs> and it's like well he clearly just lived it you know this is the uh, he could only operate in, in one gear or, or he was never, Prince wasn't a persona Prince he was Prince Yeah, yes but do you think when he went home to mum and dad you know for Sunday roast king and queen his mum and dad
1: <laughs> um i yeah I'd, I'd like to know if there was a time where is was that just if there were other people around he felt like he always needed to be prince like you know as in like prince was the public persona and therefore if someone was coming around a prince's house he needed to present to them as as princely but if he was at home alone like would Prince always be dressed like that just in case there was a fire or whatever? I think so. Or, like, is there a chance that he's just lounging around in an old Led Zeppelin t shirt or something?
0: I don't reckon I reckon all of Prince's clothes would have been tailored. I don't reckon he bought anything well, that's true. off the rack. It the was little, true. The little the little, little man store. store. <laughs> but you can't imagine him getting, like, a, a three pack of Bond's t shirts or anything like that. If he's wearing, like, an undershirt, it's going to be, like, made for him. Well, I guess. If you have a cupboard full of really nice clothes and they all feel
1: really comfortable and they're made from like silk or whatever, then... I mean, if you got to Prince... Why not? If you got to Prince... And maybe he wears like the, three, the three-inch the three heels because like before you got around, you needed
0: to get something off a high shelf <laughs> or something. But if you got Prince money, I guess, and Prince resources... Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're right. Why not? Why not get all the clothes that you like wearing? But I just get... I'm wearing this like shitty t-shirt no. now and shitty pants. But if no. I just got like $400 versions of this shiny silk well i mean in a way that is kind of how i dress Expensive, like, you know, shitty. i have
1: very expensive shitty looking clothes. like yeah. i mean not shitty well but it like,
0: helps that a friend of ours has a brand that is essentially super expensive casual super brand. expensive casual wear. <laughs> and that and i'm almost exclusively wear her brand <laughs> yeah same yeah i mean she gave me like she put me on the family list i get a 40 yeah. percent discount but that still is like oh my god <laughs> I'll buy three or four of these things, I got to take six months off. Yeah,
1: but I love that because a I can support my friend, but b that is exactly how I like to dress. Mm. Like I have have always been hoodies, per- fisherman pants. Always been a person who dresses for comfort, baggy but I like shirts. that idea that I can wear something that like it, and it is high quality. Limo was saying to me the other day, he goes, "When do you become that person who just goes like you know those that celebrity who's you know rich enough that they just wear a tracksuit all the time now?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh well, I basically." That's kind of what I yeah, do. Yeah, you're
0: in, you're in your Steven Seagal mode where you're just wearing like kimonos and shit all <laughs> the time.
1: I have a couple of kimonos and I'm not far away from cracking. As long as it's comfortable, a muumuu, I don't care. A onesie, I'd be very happy to wear all those because they're just comfortable things to wear. So I guess if I had unlimited resources and nobody told me, like the reason that I probably don't is that I have other people in my world and my life who would, you know, Tease me and reject me and disown me if I did, but if I was left to my own devices, like well, right here, mate, one hundred percent. How I would dress.
0: <laughs> I hope you have some outrageous financial success oh, in the next. couple So of okay, years. so anyway, church.
1: Yeah, uh, Wednesday night church has gone missing. Yeah. She's in the um, garage next door. We end up recruiting Phil, our neighbour, who's been on my other podcast, Philosophy for the people who are playing the completest games at home. Uh, Phil, my next door neighbour, uh, he he and I have gone over to the Garage, and it's one of those garage doors where it's like you can leverage it up probably you know what 10 centimeters like between two of you without breaking the door, mm. you can just pull the bottom of it up enough that, that we that could then cat get could the get cat out. Get out. But no, the cat wouldn't have been able to get out by itself, they had to be holding on to the cat and pulling okay. the cat. Like it was anyway, she, turns out she's absolutely fine, crisis averted, everything's fine. I get four hours sleep, I go to work, everything's fine. The next day, we're overly paranoid about the cat. So while the house is open and the dogs are running around, the church has been up in my office. Still plenty of space, but, you know, just been up there. So it's night time. There's close out on the line between my office and the house. And I go to get her back in to bring her in. So I've shut everything down. I'm trying to be the best cat dad I can be. You know, I've shut everything off. I'm going to get her, but I'm also trying to be, like, I try to lock lock everything up out the back as well as I'm coming in at night for security. So, I've got her under one arm, and I'm locking the doors as we go through. Anyway, I'm ducking under the line, I'm shutting the door behind me, and then this almighty scream comes from her. Like, just, you know, like this blood-curdling scream, and she evacuates her, uh, like she pisses, Everything goes. pisses all over me. Like just, and I've got her in my arms, so just like literally all over me. And I realised that the tip of her tail has got caught in the door as it shut. So I've done it. Oh, like not only is she experiencing this pain, but like I had, obviously not on purpose, and not even carelessly. It was, it must've been stretched it. out so far and just, it was dark and I was going on the line <sighs> and whatever. But the scream was oh. like nothing that you've heard. So the dogs are going completely crazy. So we get her out of the door, get her inside, go upstairs. Now, she's her tail looks like at the end, Squished. there's definitely like a, a kink in the tail. And that is no good because if people don't know, if a cat breaks their tail, you have to remove the whole tail. Like you can't just sort of you know fix the, the cat's tail. So I am now like I'm in shock. Mm. Like I'm genuinely. I, it's been a big couple of days anyway. I'm, and but it's also my fault. Oh. I've after everything I have, like this is me. Like yeah. you know, it was a complete accident. But but at the same time, doesn't matter. So I am balling. Like I can't control it. Like. I was gurney. Like, I, I was like a kid at the big day out, like, it y- y- Probably fucking have taken that red like, up, yeah. <laughs> locked up the but office. But that's honestly yeah. what my face was like. I could not stop crying in this way that just, like, I felt like this poor fucking thing. And, like, you know, and I yeah. had done it. And now we were going to have... So, now it's, like, it's nine o'clock at night again. Two nights in a row. And so, I'm like, well, we're going to have to find a 24-hour bet, We're going to have to get it to the bet, We're going to go and check this out. And, like, so, we eventually, like... Yeah, so Amy's calling vets. She's sorted out one where one is. There's one like twenty minutes away. We don't have a car, so so I'm calling an Uber. Trying to, I've had a shower. I'm trying to put like, I had to get out of the you know, cat piss clothes and but also just had to like shower. But I still haven't managed to stop crying. Popped a Valium. Still haven't stopped crying. But I'm like, I've got to pull this shit together so that we can actually do something about this. So we get into the Uber. At the start, the Uber driver is so, like, sus about the fact that we're putting a cat cage into the back seat with us. Even a cage and we've got a blanket and everything, there's no way that it'll hurt the car. But, you know, just sus, and then just clearly looks at my face (laughs) and just goes, oh, no, it's all fine. It's all fine. (laughs) But definitely, like, just, I obviously had this look on my face of like, dude, not right now. Right now, what you're doing is taking us to the vet. The only thing that's good at this point is she does not seem to be... Like, she's not crying. She's not, like... She's not using her tail. So, that's not good. But in the cage and stuff, like, she's coming up and head-butting, like, Amy's finger and stuff. Like, you know, like...
0: It's responsive. Resp-
1: yeah. And not doesn't seem to be in shock. Doesn't seem to be, like, particularly in pain. But... So, we get to this uh, 24-hour vet in Kensington in Melbourne. And uh, they are... So good. Like, just one of those places where you're like, oh, thank God. Because we don't know. It's on this back street. You feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. It's like, it's in this like sort of, um, you know, like what do they call those? Like industrial estates. Like, yeah. But it's only a couple of streets off main roads, but it's definitely off it's where the where drug deals road. happen. <laughs> yeah, well... No, it's it's not even like light enough for drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> drug dealers would want somewhere there was a little bit more yeah. light. You Could better count your cash. Yeah, like you go through this door, you have to go up this like shaky elevator up to where the vets are. It looks dodgy as fuck, but once you get there, they were really good. Like the staff who worked there were awesome. The vet, uh, there was a couple of vets working, but the vet we had was just like she was great. I was still really you know, I was trying to be okay, but I wasn't.
0: They're like, the cat's going to be fine, but the guy, we're going yeah, to we're gonna have up to shoot him down. with
1: cc's of Thorazine. You heard of the blue dream? We're going to give him the blue dream. So she's felt the tail and uh, she's, she, she, she she actually is like, look, worse case, this like she's, so. This is all the great stuff they have to test. like So one of the big things if you hurt the, the tail too badly is they can lose like, uh, bladder and anal function and stuff. So she tests all that. That's all good. So even if she ends up having to lose the tire, That was the first draft, terrible.
0: by the way, of that song about REM. Yeah. <laughs> lose, <laughs> losing anal function.
1: Losing anal function. I mean, it works, guys. Uh, Mike. Mike. My Can we just do a rewrite <laughs> do, of just re-write it? Just a We love the can rest we, of We it. love the melody. Yeah. The words... <laughs> it's <laughs> the first draft no Michael won't shut up about that fucking cat <laughs> <So>. <laughs> if you believe they put a cat on the again Michael Michael <laughs> um, uh. so um, uh, so she says it's going to take 20 minutes for the x-rays um,
0: Everybody <laughs> purrs. Everybody meows.
1: <laughs> Again, Michael, we love it. <laughs> just one little. Just toy. less cat. Let's <laughs> less cat references. How about instead of "It's the end of my cat as we know it," <laughs> <laughs> we just you're almost there. Okay. Um, so. Um, uh, she says it's going to be twenty minutes for the X-rays, so we decide we'll go and try to find the main bit of Kings- Kensington. Um, so we're far enough off, like the main road, that we have to go over railway tracks and like fight to, until we find a place. But we find this nice little, you know, um, a bar where we can sit for half an hour and um, and then we go back. But the whole time, you know, like like so. By this stage, like, yeah, the vet was quite reassuring. So it's like, yeah, okay, worst case scenario, you know, we can live with that, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I can't. Like, I'm not, I'm not even getting involved in any slightly positive thought at this stage. I'm setting my expectations at worst case possible scenario. Right. And then if anything better than that happens, like, so we get back and we go in, and she's like, uh, yeah, good news. Um, Absolutely nothing wrong wow. uh, with the tail. That kink at the ends, just that natural kink that she has in the end of her tail. Oh, okay. And because um, she, she already had a kink, but it did look, it looked worse. Like, right. But that could be the
0: heightened. Uh, yeah, whatever. And everything yeah. like that. Whatever it was. What but, a
1: relief. But yeah, no, no damage. Um, they gave her some medicine, but she hasn't even really been. <laughs> You're like, tested. I
0: dropped that valve for nothing, man. Let's go party. <laughs>
1: It's like I Valium works when you're in a high stress situation. I will say that I get it now because I've never taken it when I actually needed it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole different effect. It turns out. Like you should use this as medicine, and and then the other thing was never been more grateful to give someone four hundred and fifty dollars to be told that nothing was wrong. Yeah. Like I was just like. Absolutely happy to hand over. I would give you nine hundred dollars if the answer had been that nothing was wrong with the cat. I mean, that was the thing with Junior. Because not just with the cat, but for the future of my relationship oh, yeah. and everything. Like I was like, I knew, like, yeah, but for the cat mostly. But
0: when uh. when Junior when I, when we had to take him to the hospital, when I felt like it was me dosing him with an extra Medicam or the the, the food poisoning, it was the same thing. And I was like, what is my guilt worth to me? <laughs> like, right. how much am I willing to <laughs> yeah. assuage? Yeah. No price. 4 dollars without thinking. Yeah, exactly. That's a starting price.
1: 4 and skipping out of that vet surgery yeah. with my perfectly
0: fine cat. I'll take your shame and raise you four fifty.
1: <laughs> That's me in the corner. <laughs> I sang.
0: All right, we should wrap it up. Yes. Um thanks for listening everybody. Uh as I mentioned last week, new pod coming out I'm doing with Ashish Dad, Dad pod. Um to play I, on Dad Bod as we'll uh, discovered tonight. Um I thought it was coming out t- this week, but clearly it's not. So I assume next week. Uh You know what you need to do. Eat a the- curry, do some squats. What? Eat a curry
1: isn't that one of the things that makes a baby come?
0: Ah, get hot food. Yeah, yeah. Hot I think food. that's. I think that's an old wives' tale. Doesn't actually work.
1: Well, who knows better about having a baby than an old wife, mate? <laughs> I get to be an old well in the old days. In the old days.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's coming soon. So keep an eye out for that. There's you can go to my Instagram, my Twitter, there's public I'm publicizing it plug-in. It'll give you a place to go. So I just want to also say with Dad Pod, we want to hear from people. You can be parents. You don't have to be parents, but we just want to hear stories about the way you grew up, parenting techniques that maybe you experienced, maybe parenting techniques that you implemented, or maybe you have some questions about what we've gone through, what it's like being new dads. We just want to hear from you. So you can go to AskDadPod dadpod at gmail.com. Send I think some one day,
1: if you want, um, now that I think about it like that, um, uh, if you would like, I, I could come in one day and compare how you two, once you guys have like, established. Yeah, really established yourself. I could compare how you two, because I already have an insight into how you and Osha are both going to parent. Yeah, uh, Fair to say it's going to be a fair way away from how my dad parented.
0: <laughs> and
1: I reckon that would be a really comparison? fun episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys running through what you're doing and then I'll run you through how Graham parented <laughs> in comparison. And like I love, like, I, I say that meaning, like, I love my dad and I have a very good relationship with my dad. But, like, fair
0: to say, not not, not your sort of modern parent oh I think that's I mean I think it's the same for both Osha and I and that's yeah. kind of part of what we want to talk about in the podcast is like how do you do this thing that we only have one example like one direct example yeah. and it's not like I you know my mum and dad raised me fine as well but there's certain things that you want to do differently but the challenge will be whether or not you go oh that's why my parents did right. that because that's how you have to treat a child or yeah. whether you can actually do it differently <sighs> that's why my dad went to work all day and ignored me <laughs> Are uh, we got anything else to plug? No. Do you have any stand-up or no? Uh, oh, ruin, uh, Willosophy,
1: I my other podcast, um, oh, yeah. is coming out weekly uh, at the moment and has done all year, in fact. And um, So if you want to check out some episodes The New York
0: that, Times reviewed Willosophy. Um, this, uh, this week's
1: episode was uh, Jan Fran, um, who uh, people might know from her videos she used to do with the feed. I didn't really know Jan very well, but I was an admirer of her work. And her... What she talks about um, living, um, uh, you know, as part of the community when the Cronulla riot was going Ah. on and what that meant for a young woman sort of growing up and trying to establish, you know, identity at a place in Australia and what did that all mean to her. I found the way she spoke about it was incredibly insightful. Ronnie Chang's on this week. caught up with Ronnie when he was back in the country a couple of months ago and so that will be the latest one that goes up this week
0: you can also go to youtube go to tofop tv you can see clips from our recorded shows you can see q and a's you can see our web series lessons for life give that a click get the numbers up on that because uh the more you guys click on our YouTube videos, the more chance we have to monetize it. That's what I've worked out. YouTube, if we get 4,000 interactions a month, we can start running ads. So if you haven't gone, just to go and click. If you haven't got, yeah, just if go you can, and click.
1: Particularly if you're a non-Patreon person, if you can't afford to support this podcast, in like a monetary way, a way that you can support yeah. the is Go and have a look at the videos. And Open all the videos. Share just, those around. Just play once. Send them, them to them. your
0: friends. Click them, click them, click them. Because uh, the more likes, shares and subscribes we get, the easier it is for us to attract advertisers. Um, all right. That's it. I'm Charlie Clauson. I'm Will Anderson.